Welcome to Set That Bitch Free, the Your Inner Babe podcast. Um, I'm so excited about today's episode. This guest specifically came highly requested by a lot of you guys. Um, So it's an honor to have her here, but she is a Nike master trainer. She's a Barry's founding trainer. I'm personally terrified of her class. She's a personal trainer. She's postpartum corrective and exercise specialist. She's amazing. She's a mom, a wife, a beautiful woman. Kate Lemaire, thank you so much for being here. It's an honor to have you on Set That Bitch Free. It's an absolute honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot tell you how much um, I've enjoyed following you um, since August and just reading all of the content that you put out. And then our most recent collaboration on my site was just so touching. I felt like just reading the draft you sent was like a full self-development education. So I'm so excited to be here. It's perfect. It was a really good combo. Um, You know, I mean, I could speak to confidence in my sleep, but I just appreciate you giving me another platform to um, talk about what I love. And you're so inspiring. And I mean, like I follow you obviously as well. And whenever you ask, anybody asks you questions, you're following and your audience is so receptive and obviously really looks to you for answers. And so I'm excited to give the listeners of um, Set the Bitch Free answers as well. But I want to really just start out by asking you like, who is Kate Lemaire? Like, I really want to know your story. Um, my background is in advertising. Um, and that's where I started my like working career. So fitness was really just kind of a happy um, coincidence. I was active uh, my whole life, um, a state swimmer in uh, my formative years. And then when I got to college, just looked to um, working out as kind of a recreational sport how to stay healthy, um, a good release from the stress of school, and then um, just connect with people who I um, hadn't met in college yet. And I started with spinning. And when I went to um, come to Chicago to start working, uh, I was in entry-level advertising and completely broke. So the gym that I worked out at um, was hosting spinning certification. So I took it, got my first job and kind of the rest is history. Um, But my background is in advertising and marketing. And um, the second I started teaching classes um, on the mornings and the evenings and on the weekends, it just became something that had a a place in my heart. And it kind of became bigger and bigger throughout the years. Um, So having the opportunity to um, joined the Berries team was a product of the right time and the right place because not only were they expanding into a new market for the first time and looking for talent as in trainers, but they were also looking for members of their corporate marketing team. So I actually have a seat um, on both ends of the spectrum where I'm part of the um, corporate side doing um, brand strategy, marketing and integration, as well as um, training in the red room. And I, I don't work a day in my life even though I spent a lot of time on the job. Wow. That's honestly crazy. I didn't know that. What's funny is when I first moved here from New York, I had like done berries a handful of times, whatever, but I don't remember who it was, but I literally moved here and everyone was like, oh, you got to take Kate's class at berries. Like Kate is the person you, you take at berries. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I will take Kate's class at berries. And then I remember looking on the schedule for your name and I think you were on maternity leave. Like I think that's when I moved was right when you 
had your son. I, uh, that like hearing you say that I like, I can't help but just beam and smile from ear to ear. Um, because not only is that such a compliment and such an honor, but, um, it really is uh, just a product of all of the trainers that we have here in Chicago. I think our, our brand is super strong and our um, family of trainers here is amazing. And we all just really compliment each other. And so our clients just get this holistic um, training experience, regardless of who they go to. Um, but it, it is an honor to have kind of that reputation. And I think just being one of the founding trainers and being here since the beginning has, um, really helped that. Yeah. And you can tell that I think for at least the teachers that I've taken, you guys are all really inspirational and you can tell you are inspired by the people who are taking the class. So I'm just curious, like who inspires or what inspires your programs that you write for the Red Room? I mean, I know I said this, but I'm, I'm terrified of your class. So oh my like, gosh, don't be, we gotta get you in. We gotta I get know. you in. I know we do. We really, really do. I'll get there. I will. I, I mean, like I'm all about dropping the fear, eliminating the fear. We'll do it. I'll get there. But I would love to know when you go into the Red Room or when you have a class, I don't know if you teach every single day, but what inspires the programs that you teach? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I actually, I don't teach every day. Um, I teach um, most of the week, but for the most part, um, the um, classes that I teach are either um, upper body or um, full body, um, with the exception of one um, leg day in our ancillary component class called Lift. But the best part about berries is that every trainer is different. And my style is heavily influenced by my um, personal training. And I don't do clients one-on-one, but I do um, exercise in addition to the red room, um, just strength training, um, technical lifting outside of it. And I look to a lot of evidence-based um, strength practitioners, whether that be um trainers or um, researchers or um, content creators across the world. And so I um, consume a lot of content and education from um, what I would consider to be the best of the best in the field of um, strength training and fitness. Um, Not only do I consume their content, but I buy their programs. Um, I execute them personally, and that um, heavily influences the programs that I write in the Red Room. And I think it's helpful because not only am I reading it, I'm executing it, I'm writing it, I'm feeling it. So I'm able to articulate it in ways that um, I know has helped me complete and execute the lifts. um, And it can kind of like bring it on to like a real life um, application level. But um, it helps to have the clients that we have. Everyone is really on their shit. Um, They're great listeners. Um, They're very dedicated and motivated. So I'm able to take what would be a um, personal training type workout and translate it to a group of 50. So um, I never take that for granted. And in fact, I have like a continual um, feeling of appreciation and gratitude when I'm behind that mic, because I think to myself, oh my God, I can't believe I'm just able to, you know, speak this into the air and have 45 plus 60 people pick it up and, you know, execute it perfectly. So it's an honor. Yeah. I would say like what differentiates your approach to fitness compared to everyone else that we see, but like, that's probably it right there. You know, you find a way to empower people through fitness. I think that in itself is different. I think it's, I don't know. I mean, I've been in multiple classes. I've trained with a lot of different trainers in my life. And I feel like a lot of the time we get focused on success and like 
reaching goals or, you know, getting stuck in changing our bodies or whatever. But um, I think you would probably agree with me that like the best way to do any of these things to reach goals, reach intentions or any of that is the one that works for you. And I feel like from what you're saying, you give people the space within your class to sort of find what works best for them. Absolutely. And it's also um, understanding what, why, and how. Um, It's not enough to just like do a bicep curl. You really have to think about how this should feel. What am I working? You know, the two different heads of the tissue and what else should be contributing and what else should I be creating in order to execute the lift um, properly? Because we, we don't have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of money. We don't have a lot of energy. So whatever you're doing should be done to the best of your ability to get the most bang for your proverbial buck, you know, whatever that may be. So I think once um, clients in any phase of life or any facet of life, stop going through the motions and really think about, you know, okay, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And how is this benefiting me? Then it kind of takes whatever you're doing to the next level. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's so important to really look to be inspired and look to also know, like you said, um, why you're doing it. I mean, I'm just big on finding your why in general. That's like a lot of the work that I do. I think you can want what you want, but if you don't know why you want it, you're going nowhere. And it's about more than just like getting lean or getting toned. You know, it's about your mind, your body, and your soul. So how do you personally maintain a healthy mind, you know, in an industry that's so focused on um, success and um, numbers and all that? Yeah, it's, um, well, I, and I always like to go back to, I'm not full time in an industry, um, in fitness that is, you know, so, um, focused on aesthetics. So having, um, the corporate and the marketing, um, position that I do often, um, you know, has an, it's a nice dichotomy. It's a lot of, strategy and then it's all a lot of focus on the mental and it's a lot of time spent um outside the gym itself to um better our business which at the end of the day is in service um to our clients who are, are just absolutely amazing. Um but I I I also have been in the last three years pregnant, postpartum and through just about every uh phase of the diet life cycle. So I have really emotionally detached and disconnected from the actual aesthetic of the physique and what mine looks like versus where I want it to go, how I feel now versus what I hope I feel like, you know, in six months, because the process is really all that we have, right? So like you have to learn to love it. And if I'm able to, um, you know, find a way of training that I love and I can get in and get out, you know, three or maybe four times a week um, and feel good while I'm doing it. I mean, not, not, not every minute of every day, of course. Um, but, you know, that really helps keep things in perspective. And I try to translate that same mentality as well as perspective with body image to clients because um, your body is the vessel that you live your life. So you have to give it a little more credit than um, all of us do. And this is just one phase in one moment of time. And what we're able to lift or you know, what we're able to see when we look in the mirror um, is just a reflection on that. So everything is super temporary and you um, can change to a certain extent, whatever you want. But 
to your point, when we're thinking about what do I actually want, it's in most cases, not the last five pounds. And in most cases, it's not, you know, a six pack. It is happiness, confidence, and contentment. And while feeling strong contributes to that, um, there's so many other things that do too. Yeah, no, that totally resonates with me. I, I think back to sessions that I have with clients, like the first session, we really hone in on, you know, your why or your big motivating factor. And um, a lot of times people are like, or really in the beginning of my career, I felt like I got a lot of people who really wanted to like lose weight, right? Or that's what they thought that they wanted. Yeah. And um, so we'd start there and do, okay, well, what would losing weight do for you? Oh, well, like I'd be able to wear a bikini and like feel comfortable like on the beach. Okay. Well, what would that bikini do for you? And it's like, I push and push and push until we get to the part of the why, which is, well, I'd feel like my boyfriend was like proud to be with me or that I feel like I belonged in this, you know, setting of a beach or like, I just felt like I will have the confidence to really own myself. And it's like, those are your whys. You want the confidence. You want to feel loved. You want love. You want to feel like you belong. Like all of those things are your motivating factors. It's not about the bikini. It's not about the last five pounds, exactly like you're saying. It's about so much more than that. And to me, I mean, I think that that's why I love working out, not to change, but because it's just created such a safe space for me and my mind. And to me, it's like, your body is great. Yes. But your mind is where it's at. Oh, totally. It's like the, your physique and the aesthetic is like the cherry on top. Like it's the nice to have that, you know, when you're working towards a goal, that is the visible, visible and visual manifestation of all your hard work. But, um, you know, I, being a trainer, I watch clients every day do things that they're unsure if they can do the rep, the sprint, the, you know, duration or the um, level of intensity and the level of surprise and pride that they feel when they walk out of that room. I think to myself, I wonder what they're going to do next because that overcoming that adversity just gave them, you know, some confidence, whether they know it or not to, ask for something that they've never had before, do something else they've never done. And I always think like, oh my gosh, what are, you know, what is their day hold? And sometimes, you know, it's, people will check in and say, oh, because of this class, I was able to do X, Y, and Z. Um, And some, you know, sometimes people take you with them um, on their journey and check in and circle back, which is so cool. Um, But a lot of people just, you know, they walk out the door and then you don't see them until the next class. And that's the level of your relationship, which of course is totally fine. But in the back of my mind, I always think, you know, I wonder how this um, is impacting them and also how it impacts me. Um, you know, every every class, every time I put on that microphone and take it off, I'm a different person. Um, and I have the benefit of soaking and receiving all the energy, which is really cool. Yeah. And I'm sure you learn something new from different people who come in your class or you see something different every class. It's like when I think back to when I was performing, yes, I did the same show every day, but it was not the same show ever. And it's like, you may go into Barry's a lot and you may put that same mic on, but it's not the same quote unquote show. It's a different room. It's a different set of people. It's a different set of energies. And you get to be that like guide for all these people. And I know how I feel working with people and and seeing change and instilling change and um, watching transformation. So I really think probably for you as well, it's super inspiring. 
Yeah, it's so cool. And it's also, it's really helped me become a more flexible person. And I'm sure you can um, agree with this, knowing, you know, what you're doing now and your background in performing, you're not, you're never going to control an experience and you're never going to be, you know, calling the shots. Um, you're in the driver's seat so you can steer and lead, but, um, you are just reacting to the energy and to the circumstance around you. So for me, I have really um, been dealing the last couple of years head on with perfectionism and my need to be perfect and how that translates. You know, speaking of the digging deeper in the why, um, I've done a lot of that thought work and it is exhausting, but it's so eye opening. And I've realized that like with this um, job and being a trainer and group fitness in general, you're never going to like, teach that class and be like, Oh God, I did it. That was perfect. Okay. I'm done now. Um, but it's, you can handle situations to the best of your ability and feel successful because it may not have been perfect, but you know, Oh, someone's, um, the magnet on someone's tread came off. And so you had to stop your spiel and go help them. Um, and it wasn't totally seamless, but you made a joke and the whole, you know, the whole team kind of came together in that moment. And, um, it, so it really has helped me find beauty in things that are perfectly flawed. Um, and that's just kind of our overall journey and experience in general, but also, um, you know, in fitness and our bodies there, you know, once you get to the last five pounds then you're like, Oh, well now I want tighter glutes. Now I want you know, to uncover the fat on my stomach. Now I want, you know, more strength in my pull-up. So it's never, um, you know, we're never satisfied, but we can be happy with what we have in the moment and loving what we have while we're still like working to improve. Absolutely. And I, I had this conversation with someone recently that like, it's the balance between accepting yourself for who you are and what you are and also still wanting to improve. There's nothing wrong with that. And um, I think what holds us back from a lot of things, and for me, I mean, think of me saying I'm terrified of your class. Like, I can think of so many times I've been in a Barry's class or been in a workout and the instructor says, like, sprint anywhere from nine to 11 or whatever. And I do the safe route because I'm afraid. I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid to have to jump off the treadmill. I'm afraid of, like, what the instructor is going to think, even though you're never going to think oh shit, she jumped off the treadmill. Like she fucked up, right? Like we so often get stuck in being afraid to fail. So I think I also read on your Instagram recently, like a post about you doing a chest press and like the, the, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And so I would love if you could talk a little bit about your thoughts on failure and like how the fear of failure gets in the way of us like taking chances and making shit happen. Yeah. Um, just a background on the story. I, um, I shared an experience that I had a couple of months ago in the gym, um, with the hope of giving, um, anyone with gym intimidation, um, like this is the worst case scenario, you guys. And if this happens to you, like you're going to be fine. Um, I was in a, um, bulking phase of my diet. So I was really focused on consuming a lot of food with the goal of muscle growth. And because of that, I was able to lift a lot heavier than I ever had been, um, in the gym before. And so knowing that, okay, I'm eating a lot of food. I'm gaining a lot of strength. I'm recovering properly and sleeping well. I felt confident to go up a weight grade in my chest press. I warmed up, felt great, did one or two sets, again, felt great, went on and added to the bar. 
Um, I will say I, I probably added one grade too heavy, but in the moment I, you know, was thinking about something else. I wasn't focused. The bar came crashing down, um, on my cheekbone and pinned me to the bench. So it happened so fast, but luckily some guy came over to me and, um, helped the bar off of me. So I was able to get up off the bench. Um, but I was shaking. I had tears in my eyes. I was so embarrassed. Um, I just, I left the gym. I got, um, I regained my composure. I kind of got, got my shit together. And I thought to myself, okay, well, that was kind of scary. Here are some things that, you know, we're going to avoid the next time. And that's never, you know, that may happen again, but that's not going to happen the next time. And you're set up for success. So I evaluated it. You know, that, that, that embarrassment was like still kind of there, but I saw the guy the next time I went in and went right up to him, introduced myself, shook his hand, thanked him again. Um, and, you know, acknowledged I was, you know, too mortified to like properly do this the last time I saw you, but thank you so much. So I shared that experience and it was like, okay, if this happens to you, that that's the worst it's going to be. Um, and really no one, no one cares. That guy didn't care. He like barely even remembered it. And, you know, I was in there and I, I was able to move on. So, um, having the exposure of like your fears, like becoming realized sometimes is the best way to conquer them. And now, uh, when I'm in the gym, I, even more so than before and more um, apt to ask for help or ask for a spot or ask one of the trainers, hey, can you show me how to use this new machine? I've, I've never used it before. Um, asking questions is so powerful. And the more you know, the better you're going to be. Um, I really, I just, I love when I'm at Barry's and a client will come up to me beforehand or stay after class and ask for help with their form or disclose they have an, an injury or they're pregnant and they want um, additional help with their modifications because it's really just setting ourselves up for our best experience and knowing that even if something, you know, embarrassing or bad were to happen to you, you're not the only person that's happened to. And we're all kind of like doing the best we can with the cards that were dealt and the situations that come our way. Um, we're, we're really all in the same boat and no one is perfect. And we've all had those moments where we're like, Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, so it just, it just makes us human and it's okay to acknowledge the discomfort and sit with it, but you can still move forward while you do that. Totally. I was in class recently with Holly and I literally couldn't do anything. I don't know. My, my shoulders, like everything just locked. I like could barely lift 10 pounds for a bicep. I was like doing one arm every, like just going, dropping to one arm. Like I was like, what is happening? Like I literally can't lift these weights. And I went up to her after class and I was like, my bet something's I'm broken. Like something's not right. And she was like, well, you're like, whatever. Anyways, she helped me. And I felt so much more empowered having just admitted that I was struggling as opposed to like leaving and getting mad at myself for quote unquote, not being able to do what I thought I could do before I went in. But I want to talk a little bit about your blog, the 4%. Yes, I would love to. I love how simple your mission is. It's just simply to help people understand the basics of fitness so that they can find a lifelong process that they love without restriction, like speaks to my soul. Um, and you just released new workout templates, which is so huge. So congrats on that. Thank you. And from what I understand, they're like a plug and play system so that people can get comfortable writing their own programs. But 
Can you tell us more? Because I would personally have no idea where to start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've had my blog uh, for over six years now, since 2013. And throughout um, the last six years, I've kind of like wavered and varied in my um, level of dedication to it. There have been some years where I'm pumping out content left and right, and some years where it's like I've made one post and don't even remember that I have it. Um, but last year, I really recommitted to um, creating content that serves the fitness community as a space of evidence-based practice. So it's not a personal account of my journey. I'm not selling anything. It's just, this is this, that is that based off of current research um, and industry best practice. And um, a lot of the conversation that I have been having with um, my clients, as well as um, those who follow me on Instagram, where I spend most of my time um, in DM, and then um, just kind of noticing and observing our current, you know, political and socioeconomic climate, it is, it's so clear and, you know, kind of is what it is that fitness and self-care and wellness for the most part is for those who live a very um, privileged life. And um, so often when I'm thinking about like counting macros and tracking calories, like I think, you know, I'm stressed out over, you know, not needing a deficit or protein consumption when I have a fridge full of food and I'm going to Whole Foods to get that food um, and I'm having it delivered <laughs> via Amazon Prime. And it's just really like, oh my God. So I wanted to do something to kind of give back to not only the people who um, give me this platform, the audience and my followers, um, but also um, be a destination where if you are financially committed to, um, you know, buying a home or paying off your student debt and you are unable to work out as much as you'd like at Barry's or even, um, you know, work out as much as you like in general, you can still feel empowered to have the information you could get from a trainer. Um, and not all trainers are created equal. I will say that. Um, and also know um, how to work out on your own when left to your own devices, whether that be with dumbbells, bands, body weight, or um, in a gym or boutique studio setting. So these workout templates, um, which I just launched on Monday, um, are kind of the manifestation of that and how I think fitness should be available to everyone. So they're plug and play templates based off of your goals and what you have available. So all of the um, drills and sets are prescribed, but it's like quads, glutes, delts, or shoulders. Um, and they're, each template is accompanied by a list of drills or body part segments that can be plugged and played into this template. Um, so you know how many sets, how many drills, um, and what to do um, per each you know quadrant, let's say. So I just launched, it's a work in progress. I've already gotten um, a lot of really amazing feedback um, from those who have downloaded and tried them. Um, so I'm excited for next month um, and everything to come just to make them um, you know, the best that they can be. But when I published them, I was so excited, but then the, you know, the whole week, the um, feedback has been so positive. It really brings tears to my eyes to just think about uh, you know, being able to help so many people and be a part of so many people's journeys. It's an honor to be trusted, as I'm sure um, you know. You know, as a confidence and um, coach yourself, it's uh, it's really cool. So uh, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I I could not could not agree more. Like it really is. I always say that I'm 
I'm not my most, like I, okay. So my thing is confidence. I could talk about confidence in my sleep. I like public speak on confidence, the whole thing, but I'm not the most confident when I'm, you know, standing up in front of a group of people or speaking at an event or like even sitting in a room with friends and like people are laughing. Like I am my most confident when I am working one-on-one with people or working with people and seeing the change happen and watching the work work and being involved in that transformation like that, nothing lights me up and makes me feel more confident than that. So when you like my ultimate goal, similar to you is to reach as many people as I can. And this plug and play system and these templates like really have allowed you to do so. And I'm just so inspired by that. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. I really, really, really am. I think, um, what I love so much about your goal is like teaching just the fundamentals of training and nutrition. So someone can set up the foundation for lifelong success, like without stopping or starting again. And like you even mentioned like all the diets and stuff that like you have done once upon a time. And that's exactly what I aim to do with the earner babe method. Like, like real lasting change that lasts period, the end point blank. Um, But you know, with, attempt comes defeat sometimes. And like, I would love if you could tell us about a time that maybe you felt defeated or a time that you felt like throwing in the towel and giving up and not even necessarily about working out or dieting yourself, but like even with the 4% or a dream that you've had or something like that. But I do think um, we can acknowledge, it's important to acknowledge ourselves and growth that happens. So I would love to hear of a time that you didn't think that shit was going to happen the way that you wanted it to. And yeah, absolutely. We all, I think we, yeah, we all have those moments. Um, so I, I mentioned that over the last three years, um, I have been pregnant. I, you know, had my son, I went through um, my postpartum rehabilitation and, um, then dieted for about 18 months to get myself back to, you know, I'm using air quotes around the words pre baby body because it really, you, it's never going to be the same. So I was dieting, um, with, um, the intent for weight loss for quite some time. And the more I learned and the more educated I became about nutrition, dieting, muscle growth and synthesis, and got clearer on, you know, the goals that I have for myself, both, both, um, you know, mental, emotional, physical, and developmental, I um, came to the conclusion that I wanted to add more muscle and just kind of change the shape of my physique. So that requires a level of um, body uh, recomposition where you're um, building muscle with the um, you know side effect of putting on some body fat. Because in order to build muscle, you got to eat. In order to grow, you have to have the calories and the energy to do so. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to do this process. And I was really excited about it because it was something that I um, had learned about and that I was studying. And then I wanted to go through it myself. And, you know, at the beginning, when you have this like laid plan and, you know, paper is all tidy and every T is crossed and I is dotted, it's, it's all really good and you're excited. So then I started to go through it. And the um, first four weeks I was eating to the point where I was so satisfied. I was full. I had no food thoughts. My relationship with food was so good because I had absolutely no restriction. Um, and it was, it was great. Then the weight started to come on. 
then I started to kind of get like tired of like eating so much. Like when you are bulking, like it's a job to consume all this food, especially if you're not um, used to it. And my clothes started feeling tight and, you know, my cheeks got really round and I, I really started to become uncomfortable. And I had a moment of panic where I was like, I, I can't do this. And just to your point, when you start really unpacking, you know, why, why am I nervous right now? Why am I uncomfortable? When I went through that exercise, the um, outcome, or I guess the finding that I discovered was I was afraid that someone would look at me and say, oh, she's letting herself go. And I attributed, you know, putting on 15 pounds of, um, you know, a, a combination of muscle, fat, you know, regardless body mass um, would be something that my clients would see. And if they didn't know, they would think, well, you know, why am I working out with her? She doesn't even know what she's talking about if she can't walk the walk. Um, or so I would run into someone who I hadn't seen in months and they would be like, oh, whoa, like what happened to her? And when I went through that exercise, I, I concluded that that was not a good enough reason to stop doing this process and that I needed to have a little more courage, conviction, and, um, you know, dedication to the process. And it sounds like I was being really hard on myself and maybe I was, um, but I really just was challenging myself to let go of the emotional or insecure um, ties that I had to it um, to find peace. And um, the, the moment I did that, I'm not going to say it was like, you know, calm waters and smooth sailing, but it, it really did help. If I, you know, I went through this process for, you know, about five months and th they were very few and far between ones. I kind of, you know, did the thought work to uncover why I was so um, insecure. And then towards the end, I was like, wow, when I'm thinking about like the cut that's going to need to follow this, you know, having, you know, these 3000 calories, you know, feels pretty good. So I'm going to enjoy this. I know it's temporary and it's serving this purpose. And now, um, you know, I'm in the fat loss phase where I'm kind of uncovering the muscle that I work so hard to build. And it's just cool to see it all come to life. And it, it is, it's like textbook unfolding because I stayed committed. So I would not be able to say that eight months later, this is almost a year long process. Um, if I hadn't just continued to move forward. Um, and so I think about that a lot, um, in and out of the gym where it's like, you, you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other, even if you want to quit, even if you're scared because you're going to look back and think, Oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't give up. Yeah. And it's so crazy because it really is such a common belief that we have to be like confident to achieve our goals, which like, yeah, that seems aspirational and stuff on the surface. But in reality, like what to me it's suggesting is that being insecure at any point in our life is shameful. That like the lack of confidence is a weakness. And similar to body positivity, like when I hear you talk about that to me, like there are times where, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe you weren't feeling positive about your body throughout the process, but like that implies to me and why I have a problem with body positivity is that it just makes it seem like we have to love ourselves every moment, every step of the way. Um, and I don't know anyone who does, you know, so it's like really refreshing to hear you say that. And um, you're so not alone because I think that we so often also get stuck in the ego, like, oh, that person's going to see me gain weight and they're going to think X, Y, and Z about me. And no one's fucking thinking about you. I, I know. Like, I know. Every, everyone's too fucking fixated on themselves. And I know. Like, it's so about true. Them. 
it's like exactly what you're thinking about you. Someone is thinking about them and it's so easy to get stuck. Well, when you um, contributed to my website, you know, that whole, the myth around confidence and we're doing a lot of debunking and your words were, you know, confidence is not tied to physical appearance. And those words really struck me because I, I did tie so much of my confidence to um, the appearance of my body. Like I'm not even talking like my face, but rather just like the appearance of my body as being a member in the, um, of the fitness industry. And especially being pregnant when I was, you know, so, so pregnant and like still like waddling around that red room, it really, um, it really reminded me that it doesn't necessarily matter what you look like in fitness. It matters how you're able to communicate the information you know to help clients reach their goals. And that then was like, it doesn't even matter what you look like. It matters how you make people feel and the footprint you leave on this world and kind of going through all of that. And, you know, the, the postpartum um, process, it, I, I've really let go of a lot of that um, and my emotional connection to it um, because it really, at the end of the day, is so, it's such a small part of our lives, our, you know, the makeup of, you know, what we um, experience and how we feel and how we make others feel and how we feel really good. So yeah, I've really, um, I, I have since let that go and your words really helped me to do that. Well, I love that. I mean, I think that I've said this, I know, like, I say this all the time, but I know within this interview, I've literally probably said this four times already, but looks really do fade at different points in our life. Like looks fucking fade. And that is why your mind is where it's at. And it all comes from within. So it's like real confidence is knowing that no matter what you look like, like you have something to offer that nobody else does. Like regardless of how pregnant you were in the red room, like people were coming to hear you and to learn from you. You know, no one's like, oh, wow. Like, yikes. They're like, wow, Kate, like really inspired me today. Like I hit 10.5 in the treadmill. Like it's pretty, it's just crazy. Um, and I just, I just love that if you can overcome yourself, just like it sounds that you did, you really can overcome anything. Yeah. It unlocks so much opportunity and that is so powerful. Yeah. So obviously you're not just a trainer. (laughs) You're not just a blogger. You're also a mom and you're also a wife, but I would love to know how you describe yourself, like outside of this fitness box, like what shapes your identity? Oh, wow. That, that's a question. Um, well, I, I'm a very feisty, fiery Scorpio, so that we'll, we'll just leave it at that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I, I think if you asked me this question like five years ago, I would have like a great answer that was, you know, super um, rehearsed and polished. And I am just starting to really get to know myself um, the last year. Um, I struggled with postpartum depression and through that um, discovered a need for therapy and have been going to therapy for, um, I think, you know, exactly a year um, this month. And now I'm really um, learning more about myself than I ever have before, um, which is such an incredible process. And I think if I had to just sum my up, sum myself up in a sentence, it is a work in process who, um, you know, is just trying to be the best version of myself um, at any given moment while learning as much as I can and appreciating the, the, the journey because I was all about the destination for pretty much my whole life. And now, um, you know, like I said, the process is all we have. And it's one thing to like, 
know that that's true, but now I truly believe it. Um, so it's just, it's evergreen and it's evolving. And so, and so am I. How hard is being a mom? Let's be real. <laughs> oh, it's, it's hard. <laughs> and it, it's, it's hard. And yet it's not at the same time because you literally have no choice. Like this little being is here and they didn't ask to be here. So, you know, it just, you have to do whatever you have to do to uh, make sure that they are clothed, fed, have all of their basic needs and, you know, all the love that they, that they, um, you know, required to grow and develop. And on one end, it's really hard because you still want to be who you were um, before you had your kid, which that dichotomy is a whole conversation on itself. Uh, but everything else changes your role as a wife, a sister, a friend, a mentor, uh, employee, whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's so easy because they are so damn cute. And like, I just want to like, I, sometimes I'm like, Luke, oh my God, I want to eat you. You are so yeah. cute. <laughs> and I like kiss him 10,000 times a day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's really hard, but it's made easier knowing that I'm not alone and that I have a tribe of support. And, um, you know, I know you mentioned, uh, Holly, who's another various trainer here in Chicago. She also has a son about, um, I think maybe eight months older than mine. And, she is always a person that I go to where I'm like, Oh my God, like I am really, I'm really struggling right now. And she'll be like, Oh yeah, that happens to me all the time. And then it's kind of like, Oh, it's not that hard anymore because I know this is, it's not just me. Um, it's, it's helpful. You mentioned that, you know, what shapes your identity is like the, you're a work in progress and you just are forever trying to find the best version of you. And speaking of the best version of you, my favorite question that I always love to end each interview with is, who is your inner babe? I would love to know because, you know, the inner babe is your spirit or your true essence. It's like when you close your eyes and you picture the best version of yourself, it's who you see behind your eyes. And I would just love to know who your inner babe is. Yeah. I love this question so much. Um, my inner babe, um, and I, you know, I don't think she's quite there yet, but this is where we're both working for, um, you know, both myself and, and her to go. She is fully present and just so crystal clear on her values, goals, and what's most important to her. Um, not even, not only in the moment, but, you know, when she thinks about her life on a holistic level. And because she's so crystal clear on those values and those goals and what she wants for herself and her family, she knows exactly how to spend her time and energy. Um, and that is what I challenge myself and ask of myself really all day, every day is, am I spending my time and my energy wisely and appropriately? Because that's the number one barrier to achieving what we want. And I think that's the number one um, component that we need to unlock this you know, happiness and just contentment with our present moment is being able to identify what's you know, what we need to spend our time and energy on, um, you know, throughout the day. So that that's my inner babe. I'm going to work to find her. Um, and now that I know that I I'm so excited to meet her. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for being here. Seriously, it was such a pleasure getting to talk to you and getting to know you more. And I really will. I really will. If this is my level of accountability right here, I will show up in your class. Let's call it the next two weeks. Like I'll be there. Um, but seriously, thank you for being here. It was it was great. No, thank you. Um, like when I reached out to you originally about having you on my platform, I was like nervous because I had I was like, oh my gosh, this chick is like the real deal, and she's doing really really cool stuff, and she doesn't you know have time to write a blog post. But 
Um, I, I'm so glad. Oh my God. I'm so glad I faced that fear so that we, we could <laughs> like start this relationship. Um, because, uh, it's such a pleasure. It's truly mine. So thank you so much. Oh, of course. And thank you all for listening. I will see you back for next episode, but just remember that the inner babe, you already have her. So just keep tuning in to find her. And I promise we'll set that bitch free. Hey guys, it's Jack again. I'm still here. But now that you've listened and you know who your inner babe is and what she's all about, you might be wondering exactly how you can find her, ignite her, and then set that bitch free. Well, the good news is there are a lot of ways. First things first, find me on Instagram at Jack Goulds, where I go even deeper on some of the topics I cover on the podcast. I share personal anecdotes, a lot about my dog, (laughs) and truthfully aim to bring a dose of honesty to your feeds. And I'd love nothing more than to connect with you on there. And then if you really can't get enough, you can also read my blogs, check out my recipes, and even sign up for a quick breakthrough session to learn more on yearnerbabe.com. But finally, and most importantly, if you know someone or you're someone who could benefit from a total reconnection to themselves and increased overall self-worth, you can find out more about my business and about my approach to mentality coaching at any of the aforementioned channels. DM me on Instagram. I always respond. Contact me through the website. Email me at Jacqueline at yourinnerbabe.com. And please, please comment and subscribe to this podcast. You guys listening and spreading the inner babe word means the absolute world to me. This episode was produced by Dante32.